Oh man, what a depressing week in the news. Uh, the news feed. Extremely fucking depressing. This is probably one of the worst we've had for quite some time. Um, Not good. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, just I don't even know how to approach this. Which is to say, this is, you know, just continuation on a really bad series of themes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Why don't we get the baddies out and then, uh, and then we can talk about David's article, which at least will be a little lighter. Yeah, yeah, it's actually do, it's do, only do, about uh, 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 laundering money for war. <laughs> lighter topic. Yeah, that's not that's not that bad. Yeah. But yeah, congratulations, David, on uh, getting getting your op ed published in the uh, the Guardian. Thank you. You know, for yeah, all of your uh, anti British, um, you know, propaganda over the years, I'm I'm really honestly surprised they even let you in that. Yeah, they they, they like must it. be unfamiliar with your <laughs> hatred of the British. No, they just like it. They like being hated. Because they hate themselves yeah, too. Yeah, so. that's why they constantly yeah, like get possible. off their shitty island. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let let's hold off on that and let, let's just talk first about this um this mass shooting in Buffalo because uh well one it's just horrific and I think it merits discussion but two it's kind of up our unfortunately up our alley in a lot of ways. Uh, our patrons um, listened a couple of weeks back to our episode on the Great Replacement Theory, um, and specifically in Europe. We were ta- we were talking mostly about Europe in that episode, but this um, this shooter in Buffalo wrote a 180-page manifesto that was published online that is um, it basically surrounds the Great Replacement Theory and. Uh, as as the motivation for his shooting so um i read all of it because i have a sickness inside of me and um it was actually quite difficult to find but i you know a a dogged researcher such as myself i did eventually find it after like 30 minutes of looking but um where was it acun uh, it was it, it, so it had been removed from several other sites that he had posted it, but where I eventually found it was just a, a document hosting website. Um, that I'm not, I'm I'm really not even going to say too much about where it is, but um, but yeah, it was just it was just a and it took like 20 minutes to load because it is an 180 page PDF. Um, that is OCR'd, which is very convenient because now I can just find and search in it. Um. It starts off just straight, just straight to the point, talking about white fertility rates. Um, and I'll just read the first paragraph. It, the the do, The document's titled "What You Need to Know," and the first um, the first thing you see is an image. It's a it's like a landscape. Um, it looks, you know, vaguely European, perhaps, and it has the text: "You wait for a signal while your people wait for you." And above that is the Black Sun emblem. Um, Gosh, where have I seen that before? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So, you know, Americans are probably getting uh, newly familiar with the Black Sun emblem, which is a which was a Nazi emblem. um, And you may have seen it on your friendly Azov battalion (laughs) uh, flak jackets. So um, 
So that that's the very opening. The first paragraph says, if there's one thing I want you to get from these writings, it's that white birth rates must change. Every day the white population becomes fewer in number. To maintain a population, the people must achieve a birth rate that reaches replacement fertility levels in the Western world. That is about 2.06 births per woman. It goes on to say that, you know, all of the, the rest of these white countries, the only white country that reaches these levels is Argentina. No other white country is reaching replacement uh, fertility rates. So wait, Argentina is a white country? That's what I said. Argentina is a white country. I thought that was an interesting... Uh... Uh, I mean, decision. I know, I, yeah, I know there's a lot of like, you know, Nazis and, and Germans that uh, emigrated there, like, uh, you know, in, in the 40s and 50s. But um, I, I don't think of Argentina as a white, as a white nation. Largest, I mean, it is major largest collection of Italian speaking people outside of Italy. Argentina, Interesting. In Argentina. Argentina is not just where Nazis went, but where many, many Europeans have gone for the last hundred years. Um, so it, so it is a very European country, despite being in South America. Interesting. So, you know, if you, if you listen to our episode on the Great Replacement, um, you know that the, the central theme is that, uh, there is a deliberate ongoing effort to replace white voters with uh, immigrants who will be more a more docile population to control, who will vote the way that the powers that be, <clears throat> Jews, triple parentheses um, on, want on them that. to. Yeah, trip, tri and and this document actually has a lot of triple parentheses. Um, so yeah, uh, a recent AP poll found that one in three Americans believes in the Great Replacement theory. And I don't just mean that they believe that white people will become an ethnic minority or they don't just believe that uh, immigration is, you know, replacing white people and that's a bad thing. One in three Americans believe that there is an ongoing deliberate effort to replace white voters with people from the third world, quote unquote. Um, that is ex that is very alarming. That is a lot of fucking people to believe what is on its face and a racist anti-semitic lie yeah it, i mean like sorry to to ask for sources but where does this come from this one three like it's really hard to believe like you know this is an ap poll mm -hmm. that was conducted by the associated press uh we'll have a link to it in the show notes okay. um it it was a uh, it was conducted uh, ahead of like expecting for like the twenty twenty two midterms, which is yeah a a bellwether of how that shit show is gonna go. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This was published in May, so uh, so very 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 recent. I mean, on its face, it's a little ridiculous, right? Like this whole this whole birth rate thing that this guy was obsessed with, like. That's how is that being done to people, right? Like that's like people deciding not to have kids. That right? cultural uh, 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 critical race theory, actually, um, and Marxism and Jews convincing white women that they shouldn't have children because that's how you get enslaved. So you have fewer white children. You have all of these overeducated white 
people, especially white women who are um, indoctrinated not to have children. Um, as a child-free white woman, I can attest that this is true. I had a Marxist professor who, at the tender age of 18, I was told that I should never have children because um, that would uh, help destroy Western civilization, which was ultimately the goal, obviously, of my Marxist professor. Of course. Yeah. Um, and, and, no, I mean, it's... And I think there's also, like, a strain of anti-trans uh, attitude, yes. attitudes in here, too, right? Where they're, like, uh, it's, yeah. the Jews are convincing uh, uh, what are otherwise uh, fertile white men to cut off their penis or something like that. Something disgusting like that. Yes. Um, wow. Transgenderism is mentioned uh, twice in this document. Um, and it's definitely part of the I mean, this this is much of this is if you remove the parts that are just straight up race science, um, this is an episode of Tucker Carlson. Like these are not these views have moved. They, they're no longer fringe. No, not at all. Um, yeah. Matt Gates tweets about the great replacement like. Out in public, our our own least uh, Stefanik in our neck of the woods has done it as well. Yeah, yes. So the document does make what I what I want people to take away from this is that it is very very internally coherent, and what I mean by that is if you come to this document already subscribing to the. Uh, pseudoscientific like race science or what is often called race realism ideology um this will be a very compelling document to you it is um there's been an ongoing effort for decades now to um to get what is called race realism uh scientific papers published and they're often published in um so-called academic journals that have little to no like peer review um standards and they basically you know take conglomerations of there there there's been a lot of work in genetics to try to isolate out populations that are more likely to have certain diseases um to you know to tailor medical care to mm -hmm, various mm -hmm. like ethnic populations yep and that data is pretty easily you know, basically laundered to make arguments about behavior um, intelligence. Yeah. And uh, so so there's a lot of that in this paper. Um, and these types of, you know, quote unquote, scientific papers are are funded by far right groups very mm -hmm. directly. Um, and I'll, in fact, I'll, I'll share an article that goes into more detail on how that works so that we don't have to spend too much time on it here. But it's 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 quite literally an industry. Yeah. And having re read into a little bit of this, just because, you know, like, I'm curious for where people base their arguments, right? This whole, like, race realism and using, trying to do pseudoscience to try to justify racism breaks down completely under, like, any level of, like, decent scrutiny. Like, it used to be that they, the scientific um, uh, argument for races just held that these races were like a thing that was provable by science. And then there, when it turned out that there's no racial um, criteria by which you could scientifically analyze like an individual and place them into a race, that race is a social construction, then they sort of had to go out and like 
you know, find new like bugaboos to be like the, 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 the real evidence for it. So there was a stuff called like haploid groups and everything else. But if you were to even base your pseudoscientific racism in these haploid groups, it breaks down even further into what we understand as races. Like it turns out that like these haploid groups actually span like across what we understand as races, like, and that there's way more differentiation between, you know, what would be considered black in America than any other racial demographic. Like they, in fact, are the most uh, genetically diverse uh, amongst even the criteria that these pseudoscientific race papers are based on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, I was um, uh, uh, having this this Twitter DM conversation with this uh, this um, uh, independent researcher that was looking into uh, 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 and he had a podcast episode about um, like the the uh, um, the attempts by American and Russian governments to create uh, ethnic ethnicity specific bioweapons. So like crafting viruses that would like. Uh, do a or, genocide for you yeah yeah um we, you know whereas for for example like uh the american government uh several years ago was really keenly interested in uh um looking up uh russian uh um uh, uh doing tests with a uh, uh, vi viral test with like russian uh dna uh and definitely not someone that had ever been to ukraine you know like uh, <laughs> specific shit like that and um uh, uh, uh but but those tests it seems have like never really panned out and i was having this conversation with the guy it was like well it's because like you like th these these uh, like uh, groups like are are way more genetically diverse than you, the than the researchers ever want them to be like you, yeah. you just you you just end up like it, there's there's just too much we share too much in common really like everything that we project as difference it ha has very little to do if nothing to do with biology uh it, it really the only times where you do see stuff like that is if a group of people are uh um physically isolated and therefore have just bred with each other so like or, or uh they have uh or there's some sort of disease that just like runs rampant in that community which is like what you see with like hiv where there is a um uh, like a strain that is endemic only to like sub-Saharan Africa. And it has more to do with the fact that like, you know, that, that disease has been left unchecked for way too long and you don't have a ton of people like going to Ivory Coast to have sex and then come back to the United States or, or somewhere else. Right. You know, and, and so that, that's why you get like a specific one there. And then there are things like, you know, sickle cell, uh, is you know related to um uh black people and you know uh, demographically or, or statistically and stuff like that but you know other, other than that you know like you, you don't you don't really see that uh a ton you know or, or like you know jews getting tummy aches you know like jews get a lot of tummy aches you know like that 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 that's jews get a lot of tummy aches. that's science yeah and, and, what, and irish people get sunburns yeah <laughs> yeah irish people get sunburns irish people get sunburns yeah yeah so there's that yeah, I mean, I think the where all of this really starts to break down is um, applying genetics to behavior because human behavior is incredibly complex. And we know that even just in the course of a lifetime, one person's behavior can change dramatically based on all kinds of different factors. Um, but because genetic 
material is very complex because the research on it is very complex. It's easy for these uh, ideologically motivated, quote unquote, scientists to compile all of this data in a specific way to make a specific argument about behaviorism. And the arguments that they make are exactly what you imagine that, you know, all of the racist tropes that um, have existed in this country since its birth. But um, yeah, white man can't jump. It's science. Yeah, yeah but the way yeah, that it's, it's – and it's very sad. It's very sad that white men can't jump. Um, but, or you know, dance. That's just, the, that's just part of what we call the, the, the white man's burden. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. but, sorry. sorry. <laughs> that, 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 that. But so the, the way that this is compiled in this document is really so, – so, okay, I guess let's back up and say that he uh, admits – so this, this, this boy was 18 years old. Which is uh, like you know, not not like that's the first time that we've seen these extremely young um, men slash old children do this kind of like uh, spectacular violence. But he admits that he was um, indoctrinated on 4chan, and he got there as so. Uh, it's it's a it's a long American tradition to get into white supremacy via gun culture. Um, you know, since the nineties. Uh, every every gun show has their white supremacist stand that sells Nazi flags in the Turner Diaries. Um, Timothy McVeigh, that was where he got his hands on the Turner Diaries, was at a gun show. And, you know, then he, uh, the, from that moment on, he, he gave a copy of the Turner Diaries to every single person that he met. And he was a, was a regular on the gun show circuit um, distributing this book. So, like, this is very common. So, so this um the shooter got into 4chan via their gun board and then um over the pandemic according to him he got bored and went to um poll the the poll board uh, politically incorrect is the um full name of it but this has long been a haven for like far right uh white supremacist extremists and the document reads exactly like somebody who got all of their politics and knowledge of the world from 4chan. It's very memed out. It's very much um, a series of like screenshots and images with links to places uh, that, you know, very few people are actually going to click through and, you know, do due diligence. Um, some of them link to legitimate sources like the New York Times or Nature. Um, and then others are just like, these random pseudoscientific, you know, again, quote unquote journals. Yeah. Stormfront, for example. Um, no, I mean, I mean, like, like, uh, uh, publications masquerading as scientific journals. So oh, okay, that it sorry. looks, it looks like, like something on science direct, like it looks like a science journal, but it's, it doesn't have any mm. of the characteristics of, of what makes a scientific journal rigorous, like, like rigorous peer review. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of that. And then there's just like so many memes, so like a, an alarming number of memes, pages and pages of memes, um, a lot of very anti-Semitic imagery. Uh, so you're saying he you inflated know. his page count? Yes. So, yeah, you keep hearing 180 pages, right? And it is actually, it's, it's quite dense. Um, I think it took me about two and a half hours to read the whole thing um and i didn't and there are huge chunks of it that i skipped over because it's all tactical stuff so i was really only interested in the political ideology but 
one of the things that's very alarming about this document is how in detail he goes on how he scoped out the location. So he targeted one of the blackest zip codes in the state. He drove three and a half hours to get there. He, you know, looked up demographic data to make sure that he was going to be he went to a a grocery store that's known for, you know, um, it's top, tops. I think it's called. It's, yeah. you know, like a, kind of on a, the cheaper end of grocery stores. Um, Recently purchased by Price Chopper. Yeah. Um, the Golubs. Yep. Yes. So, you know, it's it there. It was very deliberate. He staked out the grocery store several times so that he would know where the security guards would be. Um, and then he goes very in depth on the weapons that he used, the tactical gear that he used. Um, I think there's like probably like forty pages of it are just like tactical stuff. Um, so he so it's an instruction manual. It is it's it's part propaganda, um, part instruction manual on how to do this, and it's it reads very inspirational. Like especially toward the end, it's very hopeful that this attack will actually accomplish something meaningful. And what he hopes that it will accomplish is um, one uh, stricter gun laws. So he used all of these very um, controversial weapons and talks a lot about the New York Safe Act. He he calls his guns cucked a lot because basically the New York Safe Act like cucked um, um, assault rifles. So he talks a lot about, you know, the um, the additions that he made and, you know, how all of them were illegal in New York, blah, blah, blah. And his goal is to, like, further increase gun restrictions so that people will rise up. Um, his goal is to further polarize the discourse. Well so, done. I think you've accomplished that. So uh, he, think, he thinks that, like, more, like, New York safe a- acts and things like that are going to cause more people like him to do this kind of thing? Yes. Fuck. It's, a, like, an accelerationist uh, logic. Yeah, he's an accelerationist fascist, and he and like that's what he calls himself. Um, so he believes that these these kinds of acts will um, it uh, ramp up the race war, and this comes again like straight out of the Turner Diaries. I mean, this is absolutely like that. That is the tactic that is outlined in that novel. Um, if you're interested in learning more about the Turner Diaries, I did a whole uh, two part series on them uh, on the book uh, for a reaction. So. Um, yeah, so that's he even at one point says that if his movement is successful, then one day he will be released from prison and lauded as like a national hero. And, uh, OK, yeah, I mean, that, that is I, I that almost feels like the part that um, I feel like other mass shooters like feels gauche to say I'm like <laughs> I always assumed that that was some that was like in the back of their heads. Like if they if they don't die in the act, which they hope to be like seen as a martyr if they if they die in the act if if they get captured, I always assume like they're like okay I'll just like you know like all all big revolutionaries spend some time in prison until their their uh compatriots you know free them it, uh, once they've achieved political power. Like yeah, that. he's like I'm. I'm a white Nelson Mandela. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty cringe. Like it's it. I mean, a lot of the manifesto is very cringe. That part especially, I was like, oh, bro, come on, and, and, have a little self respect. Yeah, right. And doesn't he? Um, I 
does he have like like a five word description of his politics that have the word like authoritarian centrist or something? Doesn't he call him something like that? Self something like that? He call he calls himself let me find it. Because the political compass people are gonna lose their yeah. minds over this one. Yeah. He's like, I'm in the center of the map. I'm just like you. <laughs> no, we we finally found the uh um uh, the moderate rebels. Uh, it turns out they were in the United States the whole time. And, and I <laughs> so bet the CIA has been funding this one, too. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, that's already um, what a lot of right-wingers are saying is that he's obviously an op. Um, so op. he has this series of, like, question and answers in his um, manifesto, and one of them is, did you always hold these views? Now, this is very interesting. When I was 12, I was deep into communist ideology. Talk to anyone from my old high school and ask about me, and you will hear that. From age 15 to 18, however, I consistently moved farther to the right. On the political compass, I fall in the mild, moderate, authoritarian left category, and I would prefer to be called a populist. So this is all what? over the place, right? Yeah. What? He's, he's so he... far to the right. He's a mild, moderate, authoritarian left. He's a, he's a fascist neo-Nazi. Um, just, yeah, just incomprehensible. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what, I, I wouldn't venture to understand most of his motivations, to be honest, like, but uh, beyond what, you know, like he states, but the, the, there, I do feel like there is a moment, in, there's something in that that's like, if I put left somewhere in my political compass it, it, it's going to confuse everybody that, that's all it takes to not even just confuse people but now like tucker carlson can say oh you think it's me look he called himself a leftist like this is what leftists do so he's very national socialist insofar yeah. as he does want he talks a lot about workers labor conditions poverty a lot of anti-corporatism a lot of pro-environmentalism i mean he is a a Nazi socialist, eco fascist, you know, so he his 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 um his hero is the Christchurch shooter, of course. Yeah. Right. Um and so it's a lot of very similar rhetoric, but it's a know, very similar thing. I mean, like, you know, it, it just a, a target of different colored people, right? Like yeah, and, absolutely. instead of it being like the um the Al Nura mosque, I think is what the mosque's name. Yeah. Um in uh Christchurch, New Zealand, it was a tops in Buffalo. You know, like otherwise he did the same shit. He 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 live streamed this on Twitch. Yep. Like, you know And I think he would have preferred to go after a different ethnic category. I think it was just that black people were the most convenient um for his location. Like I think that if he could have targeted you know if he was maybe in the southwest like it probably would have been a very different target like like the, the but, walmart uh in texas or something it, like yes that. exactly like the walmart in texas the shooting there um so yeah he, he some of his heroes um the i won't name i won't name them um except for maybe i guess dylan roof is infamous enough that i can say that but he has like a whole list of the people who are his heroes anders brevik um, you know, everybody who's conducted a racially motivated mass shooting in the last decade. So um, if convicted, you expect to stay in prison. Yes, I do wish to see how the world plays out after all. If I become old in the same prison, I would only assume that we have passed the point of no return and will die out and that I have failed. If we do rise up against the replacers, I expect that I will be let out and honored amongst my people. So fucked up. 
It's yeah, just so fucked just... up. It's just like his his understanding of his people could if 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 only that was more expensive, right? Like at, at the root of this, like you know what what separates somebody into this type of camp that like views themselves as a member of a race that needs to you know defend itself as a race. Like what the fuck is that? Well, it's very class conscious. Like it's clear that the there's a kernel and this is what I have found in a lot of far right ideology is that much of it is very class conscious, very anti-corporate, very much a recognition that like workers have more in common with each other than they do with the ruling class. It just has this um, raced or gendered element to it that is. That that replaces capitalism as the explanation for why this is the way that it is. Um, and it replaces it with like a series of races with like Jews controlling all the other non-white races against white people. Yes. Yeah. And it has a ton of quotes from like the Talmud and like, you know, 2000 year old rabbinic law talking about how terrible the Goyim are and blah, 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 which is a, a staple of all this kind of anti-Semitic um uh, propaganda but yeah it's it's just an amalgamate this is what happens when 4chan gets to them first essentially <laughs> you know like there's not really a, a, a better explanatory frame for why it is this skewed understanding of the world other than the fact that like that's just who got him that's just where his eyes went but, because but he was same, raised to the, the fact that he claims to have been like a teenage commie like does he explain how communism isn't correct that like the the class analysis of the breakdown between the workers and the owners of the means of production isn't like an accurate per- portrayal of the situation. Like, does he refute any of his supposedly previously held beliefs? Like he talks about Marxism a couple of times. I think I think what he would say to that is that uh, mainstream left communism is lacking a racial component is lacking the 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 explanatory factor of race as opposed to dismissing it altogether and saying workers of the world unite like yes correct like like he he would say that you can't possibly have a socialist style welfare state in this country so long as there are so many racial minorities because they're essentially because they're inferior like he believes that these people are inferior to him and thus are not deserving of the the fruits of Western civilization. Just like, so who's doing the great replacement? Like the motherfuckers doing the slave trade in like the 1800s? They did it? Well, and that's one thing that's really fascinating about this is that he believes that every ethnic group should should live in the lands where their ethnicity developed, right? So back to, very back to Africa, you know, like, I guess like pack them all up and send them to Liberia or whatever. But But white people don't count. White people are too deeply rooted in the lands that they colonized. So it's it would be too difficult to send all the whites back to their, you know, send all Italian-Americans back to Italy. Yeah, but, whereas every other race, no, like, easy peasy, like, you know, no totally problem. It's realistic to do yeah. that with all the all the other ethnic minorities who aren't white. Yeah, it's it's incredibly convenient. All Italians should go back to Italy, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is this a good time to shift from one um, dark internet cavern to another and, and go from 8coon slash poll to um, Reddit slash Wall Street bets or um, HODL or whatever the fuck they're calling these days? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah.
so I was in a, a noted uh, turf rag, the Guardian. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, right. So, so I'm serious, <laughs> and, and like I, I, um, I, I have, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like I, I, like I, in the same reason that I don't like begrudge, uh, um, like Christian Smalls for going on. Like Tucker Carlson, to the White House, yeah, yeah, or the <laughs> oh, White sorry. House, or 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 um, Bernie Sanders going on Joe Rogan when Joe Rogan, we, which we should also uh, put a pin in this for next time. We should have a conversation about the fall of Joe Rogan, like to the point where like most of his fans don't like him anymore. I think this is interesting, but um, okay. yeah, but I went on the Guardian, or I I I, I published something on the Guardian, uh, uh, because it's it's a uh, platform. And uh, you should, when a platform is offered to you, you should take it. Uh, and and actually, the people that I worked with were re- were were really great, and they um uh had some had some really good ideas, and it was it was a uh uh really nice to work with uh with Hetty and Stephen. But um uh yeah, th- th- I I wrote something about uh cryptocurrencies, uh, it, and it has like like a triple Venn diagram, right? Where like one uh group is just like um uh the fall of crypto and and how it's uh you know the scams uh just keep coming and then the the second uh circle is geopolitics and how uh um uh, po- uh um cryptocurrencies are are getting used for all sorts of geopolitical interests and then the third one is um is like can is you know like a beat that that uh, Brittany and I have worked uh, a while, and we, we've just sort of talked about in general is like this this idea of crypto uh, of, of community serving uh, material ends and like doing things that are, um, uh, but you know, uh, uh, morally agnostic, really. But you know, mm-hmm. even though we usually think of community as like an unmitigated good thing, you know, like there are communities of assholes out there, right? And um, yeah, uh, Acun. Yeah, for for or example, slash slash yeah. pole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. So I um uh ba- basically the 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 takeaway of, of of what I wrote, which you know we'll, we'll put in the show notes. Uh, which also the funniest, greatest experience of your life can be writing something for something like the Guardian and then not being able to read it because of a pain. It's really fucking funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> like I, tried to, I, I, I wanted to copy and paste a part well, they, of it. To they like tweet they it paid you for this, right? You, yeah, you yes, can afford yeah, yeah. to subscribe yeah, to yeah, The Guardian good, now that they paid point. for you. Yeah, no, I, I should give uh, part of my paycheck back to my employer. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but no, I, I, I was... Um, uh, I, I wanted to like quote part of it and tweet it out or something and I like go to it and it's, it's like you have to sign up for a free account for something god damn it this is fucking healthy <laughs> uh, but, um, but you know buy uh, our guardian NFT yeah yeah although you know actually one thing another thing that's in the article that um, so far I think uh, I've gotten the most like oh I didn't know that of the article is like how much energy crypto uses um, energy globally 0.5% Right, so like half that's a all energy forms, not just electricity, ener- right? Yeah, of all energy that that's we like shipping containers. On the that's gov- you know, yeah. on this desalination. Planet. Yeah, yeah. Think of every air conditioner running across the country, across the world at all times, 
and like every tank that's in Ukraine that gets like half a mile to the gallon of diesel, <laughs> right? Like, uh, and then every <laughs> missile that's fun, like all of that, right? 0.5%, half a percent of global energy production just goes straight to crypto. That's fucked up. That's it's a 200. Insane. It's a an insane amount of, of, of money, yeah. of resources, of energy. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and it's it really, if any, if you take anything away from it is that China is the only like entity that is acting rationally around crypto, which is just like, get it, get it the fuck out of here. Just get it out. <laughs> because, yeah. They eated that shit right yeah, into uh, yeah. Ukraine and, yeah. and, uh, and Kazakhstan actually. Kazakhstan. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's interesting, right? So like the United, the, 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 um, countries that produce the most crypto right that have the most miners are the united states is is number one uh china was uh pretty was actually far and away number one for a while and then and then quickly became number two and then banned it and got rid of it uh um uh, and then russia and now russia's uh number three behind kazakhstan because all of the chinese miners uh like had to physically move their hardware to kazakhstan which advertised cheap energy at the time. Uh, and, and now what's happened is that Russia, which never banned it, is now like beset on all sides by a bunch of bullshit around crypto. They, sent, they had to send in troops into Kazakhstan when the energy crisis got bad uh, because they have, they have a, um, like a, 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 a basically a relationship with Kazakhstan, but like arms uh, sharing and like, like dealing, you know, Kazakhstan's basically a client state. And then, uh, so they, they had to do that. And, that. and now Ukraine is, like, raising millions of dollars through, like, NFTs uh, that they mint about the war. It's this really, it's, it's... it's Like challenge coins? Like digital challenge yeah. coins or something? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they've issued a collection of NFTs, 54 of them, called Meta History Museum of War. Uh, and it, um, and, and there's a, actually like this, this fortune article that goes sort of behind the scenes of, uh, uh, how, how this came about, which is, it, 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 this is going deeper than, than my article did, but it, it's, um, <laughs> it's so fucking weird, or it's just basically like four devout Jews in London decided that uh that there that crypto wasn't being used enough to save ukraine and so they just emailed a bunch of ukrainian government officials and they're like oh yeah let's do it that's the story that is the cover story (laughs) (laughs) well you know every every bit counts right yeah which i mean like uh, you can either there's two ways to 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 look at that both are terrifying right like one is that that's a cover story for some sort of like you know uh uh deep state decision to like just like funnel and launder money to uh um ukraine uh through through crypto right and and then we'll just like we'll just like give some sort of uh story that uh brain dead liberals think is inspirational or um uh it that that's true that you just people with too much money and time were just like hey let's get involved in money laundering for war crimes and just did it <laughs> right you know, right like both both are possible <laughs> right? 
Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so, you know, so there's stuff like that, but, but basically the, 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 the takeaway of the article is that like, even though we usually think of crypto as like either goofy, like, oh man, you slurped my ape or whatever. Right. You know, like all this like, stuff that's <laughs> it, like very, yeah. it, it is goofy. We'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll give it that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know, like even, even, and, and, and like, you know, you, you do like a Google image search of like what's associated with crypto and it's all like these like fake tokens and like blue tinged like yeah. circuits growing all over the globe. These are actually very, very tangible, real things that yeah. take a lot of money and electricity and like change, uh, how, uh, wars work and, and, and where resources are allocated. Yeah. These are, these are very, very fine finite things that are controlled by real governments and that when crypto like uh the terra luna situation that that just mm -hmm. unfolded last week when shit goes belly up like that has tangible real consequences for yeah. people uh real that, people lose lose their life savings real yeah. people are going to commit suicide probably already have yeah you know? yeah like i mean like the, there's that on like individual levels but also on like these like really big like macro levels these institutional levels like governments are are acting and creating rules and laws that have winners and losers mm -hmm. that are just like these like new chess pieces these new pieces that yep. come on the on the on the board that um uh to you know to do the bidding of of really powerful actors and and it's like yeah. and i think looking at it that way um and it's also funny right but <laughs> But the fact that like all these goofy looking things have like these world spanning consequences is really how we should be be thinking of crypto specifically as leftists as like yeah. this is um it's important to to like look at the the like the recent history of how big actors have have dealt with it and it seems like China's the only one that is coming out okay because they just fucking banned it <laughs> I think it's a yeah a good uh, like a sign of like a way to go about doing <laughs> dealing with this thing. I, I I've also been invited to be the mayor of uh, Crypto Dickbutt City by uh, <laughs> the people who own Crypto Dickbutts. They found me on Twitter and have uh, um, said that they're they're actually they want to buy a town in upstate New York. I don't even know. Oh my that, god! I, I, don't, I don't think they know that I live in upstate New York. Um, oh wow! But uh, so you're going to become an actual mayor of yeah, an actual and they, and, and they crypto town? Bill. Yeah, they offered me the mayorship, <laughs> and I have accepted. Uh, so I don't gotta, think that's you, they're you not got, even going to have an election. They're just going to appoint a mayor. And it's then... a monarchical system, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's cool. it's that's hereditary, awesome. uh, which is to say, it ends with you, David. Uh, right. So congratulations. <laughs> no, um, it's uh, <laughs> I, I mean, really, it's just like it's literally whoever has the biggest computer wins, right? With all of ah, yes, with all a computer of measuring contest. Yeah. Yes, yes. With all of crypto, it's just who has the biggest computer because the biggest computer. <laughs> makes the most uh crypto dick butts or whatever yeah there there you and, go and, and there you, you go and you win and and yes yeah. cri crypto dick butts are like a series of nfts just like board apes but they're they're yeah they're the reddit they're classic yeah yeah dick butt um yeah. who's got you know <laughs> anyway yeah no this is crazy it's a fucking ponzi scheme but it just happens to be the largest ponzi scheme in human history by over an order of magnitude yeah. And as you point out, that has extremely real material consequences um, that, like, you know, we're going to continue to see play out.
Do we have any taste for a very brief explainer of what the hell happened with Terra Luna? Do we, do we, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll take like five minutes and just say what, 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 whatever the fuck just happened, right? So th- there are these things called stable coins, and um, uh, and that just means, and what that, what that means is that you, you know, if you want to go between like uh, Ethereum and Bitcoin right, or Dogecoin, right, all these other crypto coins, right, that are, that, ha- that have wildly fluctuating prices, and you want to, like, get more money, you know, you want to buy low, sell high, right, they're assets, right, they're, they're, they're basically stocks or whatever, right, um, and you want to, like, realize those gains, right, you want to sell high, and then, like, lock in that value, right, um, uh, uh, you can, of course, cash out into fiat currency, right? Dollars, euros, whatever. Through an exchange. Through right? an exchange. But because this is real money that governments uh, tax and, and care about, um, uh, it takes uh, time, like sometimes even days, to, to go from your Bitcoin to, to actual dollars or something like that. It's just kind of a pain in the ass. Right, so what stable coins were supposed to get around that by letting you stay in the crypto kind of universe, and so you can like you know so the app on your phone, Coinbase or whatever, um, uh, you can just very like instantly basically go from uh Bitcoin to like this to a stable coin to then a, a third other crypto that might make you money or or do something interesting or or, or you can buy an NFT or something like yeah. that. Is right. this similar to like the concept of in escrow, like when you're buying a house and stuff that there's like this money, but like huh. you don't have access to it, but it's supposed to be like there and it's supposed to be trusted, but it's like outside of your hands directly oh, because like... Oh, that, that's interesting. But no, no, it, it, okay. it's, it, 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 it's just another currency, but, it, okay, it, sure. but the, 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 the stable coin is supposed to track the value of a fiat currency, in most cases, the dollar. Right. So one stable, you know, dollar ether coin or whatever the fuck stable coin is equal to like a USD. Yeah, yeah. And there's okay. basically three of them. There's the biggest one is Tether by market cap. Tether's the biggest one. That is uh um there's a true and on episode about how that is probably a Ponzi scheme. Um like all the other ones, but like the, see the the way that that most stable coins work is that they have that the, the the owners or like the the founders or whatever the fuck you want to call them of 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 the coin uh claim that they have like basically like like a vault or like a real bank account with actual cash and cash equivalent assets right usually okay. like um uh, a bank note you know like like uh, um bonds or or cash right you know like stuff that's as good as cash um uh, the thing with Tether about why it's p- quite likely a Ponzi scheme of some sort is that in addition to cash and cash equivalent um, financial assets, it, it, is, it, it seems very likely that they also have what's called commercial paper, which is basically IOUs that private uh, companies and institutions just give each other. So, uh, uh, um, and, and it's very likely that, you know, like if stuff started going sideways like it did with uh, Terra Luna, uh, it, it, tether could just like eva- evaporate because all the uh, everything that's backed by IOUs would just go away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as as uh, companies just be like, oh, I I didn't write that, you know, like uh, like what? I, I don't remember doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> new, new phone, who new does? Phone. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
um, you know, like that, that would, that would actually destroy the economy for some reason. We we're at that point already where yeah, yeah. crypto is still, is already locked into all these different things that, uh, if that were to happen, it we're, we would go into it like a recession. Um, yeah. Like if we all dis- discovered that, uh, Elon Musk was a ponce that shouldn't be trusted, yeah. it would just tank the global economy. Yeah. Good thing that that's not true. Right. Yeah. So, the, uh, so, so tether and another one called USD coin, uh, are, are these two that have, a, that are supposedly backed by assets and that's how they stay, uh, um, within a couple cents of the dollar, um, uh, which unfortunately in all the reporting is referred to as peg. So like there's, there's a lot of references <laughs> to pegging. They're like, Ooh. all of these articles talk about pegging. And oh, and, and lose and breaking your peg or losing peg or you do not want to lose your peg. No, that's why it not. should always be uh, tapered. It, yes. <laughs> oh shit! So you really uh, need to taper your peg, right? Yeah, yeah I, otherwise I, you get lost in there and you gotta go to the doctor. And it's very embarrassing. I've done a lot of growth since I just said uh, ponce, um, by which I mean I looked it up, and apparently that's a derogatory uh, slang for uh, a homosexual. So I apologize for saying. Oh shit! Yeah, wow. and, canceled. And, and, and if you canceled. and if you didn't know it, now you know. Yeah, now and you can't say the it. more you know. Yeah, don't say it. Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, I thought so I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn <laughs> British. That, that's better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Terra Luna is not uh, backed by any assets. It is instead um, supposed to keep with the U.S. dollar because of an algorithm, uh, and and a uh, pair. And it is actually a pair of tokens: a Luna and a Terra. And just like you know, like what they're they're called, the like the Terra is supposed to be stable, and then Luna, as in like the rotates around it, basically. And um, and you can sell like, off like, like a like a moon like the moon, and you're supposed to be able to um, uh, buy and sell Terra and Luna basically equivalently, and you can you were supposed to basically be able to sell off Luna or buy Luna in order to keep Terra a dollar. And that they're exactly be- like the moon. Yeah, right, exactly. Man, right? and they make fun of astrology. Like, yeah, come on. For, for fuck's sake. On. I know, right? And so like there would just be like these algorithms that would set that would be set up to buy and sell and like offer te- uh Luna at different amounts to make sure that Terra stayed at about a dollar. Um and that just didn't fucking work. Because uh because included in that is also this really big account called the Anchor Foundation that was supposed to have like all of the Terra that's and Luna that's being bought and sold. Like the the algorithm is supposed to put things in and out of basically this thing called Anchor. And then uh, in early May, there was just a huge sell off from Anchor, which got Luna to go up and down, and then basically everything fell off its access access and and, and um. And now I think it was something like um, Luna is worth like tw- like nothing, and and Terra is worth like twenty cents to the dollar. Yeah. Okay, I I figured out the, the solution here. So this is all you know, Luna, Terra, Tether. These are all Robin Peter to pay Paul, right? Yeah. And so the solution to this is we need a new uh, stable coin 
every day. We need more and more exponentially growing <laughs> stable coins. And if we just can keep enough stable coins being minted, then like this plan can never fail. Yes, right. Uh, the, and everyone has to keep buying. We have to get more and more people to keep buying the new and the, the more and more different coins, right? And then that's yes. how it doesn't become a pyramid. Yeah, so get breeding. <laughs> Get breeding so regardless what? of your race, you know, because we need, we need more and more people to keep buying these uh, cryptos. Ooh. Once again, we have solved an incredibly complex problem on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, more, more I do sh- want to emphasize that algorithms are astrology for boys. I think it's important <laughs> that we all understand that. It is um, 87 degrees in my studio. Jesus. All right. Let's free you. So we need to free I, Brittany. We need yeah. to free, yeah, Brit, we, free, we freed Britney Spears. I think now it's time that we free Britney Gill. Um, do we want to just do this quick uh, wildflower? Yeah. Please, yes. Here in the here in the great city of Troy, New York? Yeah. Yeah, so. James Cromwell superglued his hand to a Starbucks counter to protest <laughs> vegan milk charges. That is our wildflower for today. He's doing very good work. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, oh, is, that is true and but it didn't happen in troy and it's certainly not our wildflower uh no, no it, it is th- not. Th- this week's wildflower is that uh a long awaited a long asked for um you know public service to the youth is potentially actually happening question mark asterisk um you know we're going to be investigating um which is say i'm going to a town Iron hall meets meeting investigates um <laughs> and yeah we're going to be doing some real gumshoe you know uh boots in the ground reporting on a new skate park that might be going in underneath the uh, Route 7 bridge uh, off of Hoosick Street. And uh, this is near and dear to my heart because I like a skateboard, um, but also because um, there was a little bit of DA that I was involved in years back wherein we um, had found, I think from like Craigslist Free or something, a mini ramp, like a four foot high, like by probably 12 foot long, by like, you know, maybe 10 foot wide uh, half pipe. Uh, and, um, myself and some friends basically took it and just put it where there's now actually apparently going to be a real skate park. Um, and people rode the hell out of it, literally like, you know, it just, it got totally destroyed and eventually burned. And um, went to hell. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but before that it was, uh, graffitied in really beautiful ways. And, uh, it was the only skate ramp, uh, available like in the public in Troy. And uh, so before it got, you know, its Viking funeral, it was well enjoyed. And uh, maybe the next ones are going to be made out of concrete, so they can't burn. But it's a pretty perfect spot for it. You know, it's like a busy street, don't get me wrong. But it's um, a naturally rain-covered space that can't really grow crop or, like, garden because it's shaded, which makes for pretty perfect summer hangouts for the kids. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping it actually happens, and I'm hoping that... uh, you know, it's really fucking sick, so I can go and tread the gnar. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to allow BMX bikes, too, which is really cool. Um, oh, that's good. Give the give the kids with bikes something something to do also. Concrete explodes at 600 degrees yeah. Celsius. So if we do want to burn it so. <laughs> at concrete, we have to get it to 600 degrees. Yeah, you're going to need one of those boring company flamethrowers. Yeah. <laughs> need some jet fuel check out our patreon feed for more information on <laughs> on what jet fuel can do or can't do. Or, or what it can't do <laughs> one more thing i know we retweeted this on our um twitter you know uh but this uh person you know i feel like should be uh 
uh, focus more attention um, versus the person who wrote this 180 page uh, manifesto and then killed a whole bunch of people that didn't deserve it. Uh, and this is um, Pearly Young, who is 77 years old and one of the victims that was murdered uh, yesterday. Um, and they, uh, for 25 years, uh, she ran a pantry in the Central Park of Buffalo for every single Saturday for 25 years feeding hungry people. And so, you know, just like there are really awesome people out here doing the work of like building true solidarity. And um, sometimes they are victims of terrible, um, you know, violence. But I don't know. I feel like I, I, I really like the, um, the idea of like ending this episode with just a shout out and thanks to Pearly Young. Yeah. yeah thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening to this very sobering episode of Ironweeds. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, get in touch with us. Let us know. Uh, let us know if you have any thoughts on this kind of like right wing content that we've that you know I produce that I've been forcing the boys to also participate in. Um, at gunpoint, actually, <laughs> is, it's it's really not a safe situation for them. Um, <sighs> And uh, yeah, I keep and trying to of... blink SOS, but this is a podcast. So you can't... Yeah, it's and, an audio medium. I keep and even on the, you, the remote you, thing, I, I really shouldn't have allowed the Zencaster enabled Wi-Fi gun that you've installed on my computer. Like, <laughs> in, in, in retrospect, uh, it was a very That's poor choice. Yeah. Oh, man, the um, Internet of Things is never a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in the meantime, you can get at us on Twitter. Ironweeds Pod, please help. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram. Ironweeds Pod. And uh, please send us an email, why don't you, at ironweedspod. At, at gmail.com. All right, so I'm finally blowing low loads um, in terms of uh, <laughs> corona this week. Uh, but my, my wife is uh, still testing positive. So, you know, Dave and Brittany are about to go on a long-awaited vacation. Um, I hope that it's awesome for the two of you. Uh, yes. And, yeah, yeah, there was no chance I was going to fuck that up at the last minute. So uh, apologies, listener. I know these uh, remote episodes are, are a little bit less than um, uh, the, the, the in-the-flesh ones. But I promise they're coming. And, they're uh, coming. Yeah. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. With, well, as soon as our loads are manageable, we will be coming in your ears. Oh, boy. All right. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Peace.